Brandon Spavi. We are the Markout Movie Podcasters. Brandon, what are we doing today? We are doing Independence Day. Oh, what we're doing is uh, Summer Blockbusters. <laughs> this is the first one of this new series Aaron mm. created. Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing Independence Day. Just for the summer. Uh, we Starring got- Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman, Randy Quaid, um, Judd Hirsch, Hirsch yeah, so Vivica A. Fox. Yeah, uh, a lot of people. I don't think you missed anyone. I probably missed a few. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Ferris Bueller's dad is in this movie from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, by the way. I re- I, rec- I noticed that for the first time ever. Like one of the guy, one of the cabinet members. I was like, oh, it's Ferris Bueller's dad. So he's in there. Um, also Robert Loggia uh, yeah. from. Uh, well, he's in a lot of stuff, but I mainly remember him from Over the Top as the grandfather of Michael. Oh, yeah, he was, wasn't he? I yeah. totally forgot about him in that. Um, this is directed by uh, Roland uh, Emmerich. And uh, let's see. I'm not going to go to the synopsis on what they have. I'm just going to tell you. So um, around the July Independence Day time frame, aliens visit the Earth a few days before uh, 4th of July and start blowing up buildings and killing people and declaring war on us in the United, not only just in the United States, but on the world. And so it's up to a group of soldiers and government officials and scientists, well, actually, uh, cable cable repairman. Uh, what, what is he? He's like a satellite. Yeah, David. Uh, yeah, he's he's the smartest man alive. He's the smartest man. He's the smartest <laughs> man. It pretty much is up, for Jeff, it's up to Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith to save the world. And, and and Bill Pullman. And then don't forget Randy Quaid. And Randy Quaid. Who was abducted by aliens and they did sexual experiments. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Brandon's going to hit you with the numbers. I got some numbers for you. 7 out of 10 on IMDb. 59% like it on Metacritic. That's pretty good for yeah. Metacritic. 89% like this on Google. Uh, it's got a 67% overall tomato meter on the tomato meter. <laughs> oh, real quick. Explaining. So the blockbusters. Brandon's wearing the Jaws. Oh yeah. Stuff. Because uh, it was technically the first. Blockbuster. The first blockbuster that ever really busted the block. <laughs> it was of the summer movies. Was Jaws. Uh, busted the block. Yes. Spielberg was the first one to kick it off. Um, and many, and he's been on that list many times with other movies, Jurassic Park. You know. Indiana. E.T. Indiana. He just been. He, he's been on the list. He's like the blockbuster director, but. This is not, this is not him. This is Roland Emmerich, which, you know, I I haven't seen any, any of his other movies. Never. I, You've I, seen him. You maybe don't know. I didn't. Maybe I don't realize. I've seen, unfortunately, Independence Day Resurgence. But it's not even the same. It's not even in the same franchise. I mean, it is, but it's not. It's like to the day and night. It is. I mean. Like, when you go back and watch this movie and you watch Resurgence, you know, I understood what they were going for in Resurgence. They really wanted that 50s sci-fi vibe. And I get it, but this is not what that was. Mm. Not really. I mean. Well, if we, you see us looking up, because I got it playing uh, on mute. Oh, Wonder Years Dad's in this, too. Oh, and yeah, he is. That's, <laughs> what, that's, uh, that's Fred Savage's dad from Wonder Years. But, I totally forget. That yeah, there's a this. lot of people in this movie. But, yeah, it's, it's, it is day and night. And it's it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel like it's in the same universe. Uh, go ahead and tell them. Uh, 817 million 
That's what it is. Eighteen eight one seven point four million at the box office. Pretty 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 impressive. Almost a one billion dollar movie in nineteen ninety six. Uh, when this movie came out, um, it probably I was didn't 16, make a hundred in resurgence. Uh, sixty. I see. So we ain't gonna beat that up too much. Uh, but when I, when this came out, I was sixteen years old. Uh, and I I remember actually watching this in theaters. Did you see this in theaters? I did not. But I did buy it when it came out. Okay. I didn't go to. The, I wasn't allowed <laughs> to go to theaters as a child. It was against my religion. Which is Baptist, but it's not. I'm not. A, I'm not a Baptist. Uh, but what is it, Pentecostal? Pentecostal. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You no, know, some of them don't have TVs. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> it's the truth. But yeah. So uh, yeah, I remember seeing this in theaters. Uh, '96. Uh, um. But yeah, no, this movie was like, this is the movie that really put Will Smith on the map. Uh, he was, before this, he was in, uh, um, Bad Boys? Movie? No, 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 no. Uh, Fresh uh, Prince. No, yeah, he was, he's, he rapped and then he got Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. But I also want to say that he, his first, uh, He was in Made in America with Ted Dance and Whoopi Goldberg, too. No, well, yeah, he wasn't. I'm not thinking the same thing he's thinking of, apparently. Yeah, I forgot forgot that he was in that movie. He was like, and that's back when he played a minor character. Mm Neil Long was also in that movie as his best friend. Yeah. Uh, I like Mia as well. But uh, she's great. uh, Yeah, let me see here, real quick. Um, The first movie that I'm talking about with Will in it is, uh, let's see. I'm thinking about Six Degrees of Separation, which came out in 93. Made in America also came out in 93. Um, but, you know, he also did Blossom. He was, on, he was like on the episode of Blossom. But then Fresh Prince of Air happened between 90 and 96. And then Independence Day happened at the, at the end of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right. from 96. But it, it's catapulted him because right in the next year after that, he got Men in Black. And it just he just took oh, off yeah. from there. Good so, thing he was the Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like Will. Um, but yeah, I think that Will is actually one of my favorite people in this movie. Will and Jeff. So I would say, you know, I love so many people in this movie. Mm-hmm. I can't put it on one man's shoulders. Even though if you watch Resurgence, you can say, well, Will Smith wasn't in that movie. That's the reason it sucked. Or it wasn't as good. But what they did in that sequel... When you kill off many of the originals, they didn't matter. And it was, uh, but you know, it's not the people necessarily for me. It's the writing and the characters that make mm-hmm. this movie. And uh, Will's great, Jeff's great, Randy Quaid's great, Bill Pullman's great, uh, Judd, yeah. her, the father of David. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's well written. Yeah, he's, he's a great actor. Anyway, I mean, he's a great character. He's, actor. He uh, he played in uh, what's it? Welcome Back, Carter. Yeah. Uh, he um, he was great. Speaking of Randy Quaid, though, um, so the, this movie does something really fantastic, where it shows you, it introduces you before the alien invades. It introduces you to the characters mm-hmm. in their own little world, and uh, like for for Jeff, he's in New York. You know his dad playing chess right in this in this uh scene here and then uh you know eventually it, 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 they are introduced us to Bre- the president yeah uh palmer is his name palmer or, or i don't think no, no palmer, brian palmer i forget his name bill palmer bill palmer yeah, yeah. uh 
Whitmore, President Whitmore. I love the the chemistry he has with his wife, though. Yeah, uh, and and his daughter. You know, yeah. it just seems like a real guy. This guy right here is actually one of my favorite characters in the movie. Uh, he's the guy that's pretty much uh, Jeff Goldblum's friend at work with with the raspy voice. Um, and Jeff's on him about recycling the canned Coke product was in all in this movie, <laughs> but but done great, done well though. This yeah, yeah, great like, product placement. I like everything is so well written in this movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's why I have such a problem now with resurgence because it's nothing is well written. <laughs> yeah, it's like there was no pa- there was a lot of passion for this project. You can just tell. Roland when he's on, he's on. And when he's off, he's really off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that the uh, – so y'all know what we're talking about, Independence Day. Uh, so – and I'll make sure I put 96 because that's the only one that matters. Um, but, yeah, but what I was saying, I love how they introduce the characters, uh, like, and they show them in their own little world. Yeah. And then, like, how they all kind of merge together at the end to form this, this Voltron type of – you know, group that will take down the aliens. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like everybody, everybody has something to to bring to the fight. Yes, it's not. It's these characters are so well written, and you care about you care about all of them really. Mm-hmm. Even even the ones that are complete douchebags, like the you said, Ferris Bueller's dad. Yeah, Ferris uh, Bueller's dad's in this movie. He, I, he just I like hate him, but he is such a good character. No, I, I don't think you're talking about. I think you're thinking about the wrong guy. Oh, I'm thinking you, about, you think about the douche guy, the douchebag dude. That, oh, you think that, who was Fresh Bueller's dad is literally just in the background, but the other dude. Oh, I, I recognize him from other things, but it's not Fresh Bueller's dad. Um, I've seen the movie literally one time. Uh, but this, but I know you're talking about that guy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but everybody like Randy Quaid's character uh, who. Uh, who went to Nam, uh, who had aliens do sexual things with him. Well, that is the rumor. That's that the it's rumor. never clarified what they well, actually he did said, to he him. Said, he says, uh, he, he says, uh, like, I forgot, he said something that kind of uh, nodded to what happened with him. Um, and so, but yeah, but his sons, his family doesn't really respect him. He's a drunkard. Uh, he's, you know, he, he had a job, one job to uh, put pesticides in uh, the right field, and he uh, crop spraying, and he sprayed the wrong field, and uh, just and that loses money for the family, and they live in an RV, uh, just just down. But ultimately, it's old bumpkin drunk man in the RV ultimately turns the tides for everyone in this movie. That's what I love about this movie. Nobody, nope, nobody really throw away characters. And I was thinking about it when I watched this. Is anyone throwaway? And I can't think of one character in here that's truly a throwaway character that you don't need. Yeah, it's true. Uh, they they do an excellent job with writing multiple characters. At least I would say about a dozen characters mm-hmm. that have an impact in this movie. And usually when you do that. That's the guy you used talking about. Yeah, uh, there he is. Uh, when you usually do that, you someone gets left and lost in a shuffle, but no one really does here. They all matter, and they all have played a part. You know, they all have a part to play, and they do a great job. Uh, he so said played a part. I, I did, I did. They all have played a part, and, and that, that, that's true as well. Robert uh, Lagia, uh, Log- I don't know if I said his name. General William Gray in this film. 
he uh he seemed like such a stoic general like a real general mm -hmm. uh, like like everybody you know people might think well this movie is dumb uh because it's just a summer blockbuster just but that's this is the type of movie brandon you want to watch yeah in the, movie, in, the, in the movie theaters in the summer with some popcorn it's the type of movie you want to watch something that's people blowing up and it, and it tells a story and keeps your interest the whole the whole time i agree i i wish they made movies like this today and they, and they don't and they really don't uh i think the problem today is they it's not believe, at least i look at this movie and i totally believe what i'm watching mm -hmm. i do believe the aliens are attacking i do believe you know that they sent out a signal you know that gives us a virus and we can't attack them we can't hurt them and i, I believe all of this all, all this is going on and i think the problem today is there's too much action mm -hmm. you know they amp it up with action and jokes and this film has jokes and it has a lot of action but it also has compelling characters and, yeah. I, and like i said before that's it's where i think this is different from most blockbusters today is that the characters felt real yeah i believe these people were in this real situation and yeah. I, I think it's why it works. It reminds me a lot of actually Armageddon, uh, in the sense of like with Armageddon. I, I, I felt that like, and I'm not knocking Armageddon. I love Armageddon. It's like one of my favorite little summer. I don't. It wasn't. I, I I didn't grab it as a movie to watch because it didn't dominate the summer blockbuster. Like I thought it did. I always thought it did because I loved it when I watched it. Yeah, I loved it. But uh, but this movie reminds me of, of that. I don't even know which one came before. I think this came before. Uh, and Armageddon was ninety eight. Ninety eight, yeah. So so you can see where Armageddon took a lot of, you know, liberties from, you know, Independence Day. Like this is the first movie to really do a giant scale, not only invasion but something from above coming to destroy us down here, and we gotta stop it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, as far as I know, if I'm wrong, please let me know. If there's something else that you can think of, but I think that this is the first movie that really did a great, you know, portrayal of a threat from above that has to be stopped or is going to end us. And and you know, and in Armageddon, uh, in Armageddon, uh, we saw, you know, whenever the stuff started happening, and uh, you know, people were getting devastated and stuff you saw that oh well this is you know bad and there's chaos but it wasn't it's was like this like this like they didn't know what to expect there's people like partying waiting to invite the aliens you know oh yeah and you would have those people you definitely <laughs> would you would have those people standing up on that rooftop and having their signs and celebrating the aliens have arrived and mm -hmm. then they're blown to smithereens <laughs> you know you would have that uh we, we came you know I think history a few years ago tells us that with the Area 51, mm -hmm. all those people wanting to go up there and, you know. Oh, well, wow. some of crazy people. Yeah. But uh, I love this movie, though. I, and I know you give a lot of credit to Will Smith. He deserves a lot of credit, too. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is like, it's hard. Like you said, it's hard to just give one credit to one person in yeah. this film because everyone in this film is uh, excellent. Like from, from uh, Bill Pullman. Uh, who be, I believe was presidential, you know, I believe he was presidential. Uh, and yeah. from every like his whole cabinet feels real. It doesn't feel like, you know, a movie. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Yeah, I agree. I, I would say my favorite character though is probably David Jeff Goldblum's character. Hmm. I just, I this is my probably my favorite performance from Jeff. Uh, oh, yeah. The the way he delivers his lines and his facial expressions. I actually believe he is the smartest man on the earth, <laughs> and he's so calm about it. Like every every situation he's in, he's he's really calm. Like when him and Will, he's thinking about it. He's, yeah, he he really processes everything. And I love him and Will's chemistry, because you really don't get to see that until the very end. But you want more of it once yeah, you see it. Yeah, yeah. It's like like when they when he when Will says, "Oops, what do you mean oops? What do you mean? No, no, oops. no, no, oops. no oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There he goes. Uh, so he's uh so. Essentially, uh, they he 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 figures out what the code is. He's yeah. He, but but uh, David is so, you know, not even paying attention to the fact that aliens have invaded and like the president and stuff is on TV talking and stuff. You know, he's not. He's even oblivious paying, to he's, it all. He's oblivious. That's the word I look for. But and he's like trying to figure this code out, and everybody's like, "Dude, are you not paying attention? To what's going on?" Like that's what his friend says. David, are you not watching? Have you not been watching? Look, David. That's my that's my rendition of his voice. Pretty good, ain't it? It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> David. David. There you go. I gotta call my I gotta call my mother. I gotta call my my sister. I gotta call my lawyer. Ah, screw my lawyer. But uh, like, uh -huh. hey, yeah, he's one of my favorite. Like I was literally in spoilers. I was sad when he died. You know, I was like really. Like yeah. a character that I didn't want to die, you know. He's in. I can only think of two movies he's in. This and Mrs. Bur Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Yeah. Was he in uh, Birdcage as well? No. I he was in Mrs. Doubtfire because he was the one that was, gave Robin his. Um, he played his brother. Yeah. Yeah. He put his makeup on him yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He has such a iconic voice, you know that raspiness. Yeah. Uh, There's the only two films I can remember him in. Which is sad because he's he's good. He he's he was very good. Um, I think he did pass away though, if um, I'm not mistaken. But I don't I, know. I, we're we're not gonna kill him if he isn't. But let's see. Yeah, I mean, last week I I killed you you killed Chris Penn for me. I didn't think he was actually dead, and he 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 was, and I wasn't right. Maybe uh, it wasn't last week. Maybe it was two weeks ago. But either way. Oh, uh, he's still out. he's he's on the show Big Mail. Well, there he I go again. I spoiled something that didn't even happen. But uh, and Bojack Horseman, you know, he still he does more voice work now, which, which is I, I it's perfect tell. for him because yeah, he's, he's got that voice. He's in The Good Wife uh, as a judge. I didn't even recognize How I Met Your Mother. Um, See, I haven't seen any Lily Smoking Voice. Oh, that's good. Yeah, just like um, but all right. So we just seen a scene where David, not David, but uh, Randy Quaid is sitting at a bar and they just poking fun of him because. Of his abduction, and he's just a town joke, and it's, it reminds me a, a lot of the guy from uh, Critters, who was the town town oh, uh, drunk, and people never Charlie took, Charlie never took him serious, but at the end, how Charlie saves the day. Yeah, that's how I, Randy Quaid's character in this movie reminds me of him. And since I wanted to see him come up, and I wanted to see other people that make fun of him. I didn't get that in this movie. I want to see the other people that made fun of him eat crow. Like, like had to go back and be like, well, no, yeah. he's a hero. But the president, uh, you know, and everybody looked at it like, as, as a, look at him as a hero because he was, he's the one that changed the game for everybody. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for him, they would have lost. You know, there would be no sequel. Yeah, unfortunately. 
But uh, Vivica A. Fox, uh, we're now introduced to Vivica and uh, Will. Uh, they thought it was just an earthquake. Uh, and uh, so they go back to sleep. I love this point of view as well. Brandon, how Will, uh, the whole morning when they was getting up and stuff, he was he was also uh, oblivious to yeah, what's going on around him. And the neighbors are moving. They must be getting must be getting tired of those quakes. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's oblivious to it. I loved I loved him and Vivica's uh, chemistry in this movie mm -hmm. as well. She was just you know just fun to watch. I mean, her character. I felt like she actually grew and yeah. And Dylan, the little boy, I I love seeing him. Yeah, he also played in uh, uh Prince Prince. Uh, he was the the little brother of uh, the Banks family. Yeah. That was aged up. Oh, the Twin Towers. I, I got sad when I saw that in this movie. I always get sad when I see the, the uh, Twin Towers because I'm, you know, I'm aware. Like, this came out in 96, and it wasn't like several years later. Five years. Five years later, we know what happened. And and it's very similar to this in the sense of that um, people uh, get the, you know, like, like wasn't aware of what was going to happen. You know, but yeah, you see, uh, I, yeah, I noticed this too, Brandon, in the scene where they first reveal the alien spaceship, um, coming out, and it's so big that it like parts of it can be seen in New York, LA, like it literally takes over the whole, and not only but also in other countries, like mm -hmm. it's that it's that huge, uh, but it blocks out the sun essentially, uh, but it's uh, it's it's really. Uh, what was my thought? I, I lost my thought, but uh, um, I noticed that. This is what I noticed that you, you start noticing uh, people seeing what it is, but you start seeing like people that won't typically be around one another be around each other, stopping to look. So you see homeless people and like a uh, rich, rich, like wealthy looking woman, you know, just kind of stop. You know, like the police gets out the car mm -hmm. and his car gets hit and he's not even paid attention to it because he just so like what is this you know and I, I imagine everyone like if i was outside and i seen that that's how people respond some people will run some people will stare and watch you know what yeah. do you think no i agree with you i think you're gonna be in awe you're gonna be afraid some people are gonna be excited you're gonna get all kinds of different reactions and david's like my god <laughs> he see he cracks the code. Dave so uh for those that haven't watched Independence Day. Have you noticed though, Jeff though, he always plays these really smart characters. Yeah. Like really intelligent beings. Oh, that's for that's for Bueller's dad in the back. You see him standing between the president and the lady? See some of him. Uh, you just saw him just like uh let me I just back it up just a little bit. But yeah. Oh I gotta see him now, yeah. That's Ferris Bueller's dad. <laughs> I just recognize the face as Ferris Bueller's dad. But uh that's all I know him from his first viewer. That's his dad. Now I guess he's in this too, but well, he's, he's, in, he's in. Yeah, he's still gonna be first viewer's dad no matter what he's in. I don't even know he's living. He must be. He must be a really big fan of that movie. Yeah, yeah. First viewer was good for me, man. Um, I thought it was overrated, but you mm. know that's me. <laughs> one of Hughes' best films. Well, not one of his best films. Uh, I would say <laughs> Breakfast Club is his best film. His his greatest film. I mean, it could be one Club. of his best. I mean. I mean, I'm not. His greatest film is probably Breakfast Club, but uh, Ferris Bueller is probably his more his no, more recognized film. Yeah, Pretty in Pink maybe as well, but I would say 
Did he do, do St. Elmo's Fire as well? Or is that not him? Nah, it's part of the Brat Pack, but I don't know if that's him. But It, it feels like him, but again, it's the Brat Pack. So, mm-hmm. uh, I would have thought Sixteen Candles would have been one of his most yeah. known films too, but I, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a shooting aliens. And, you know, and you know, when you think that he's just joking, don't even like nobody in this household is literally paying attention to the fact that aliens has invaded Earth. Um and uh and he goes outside and uh that's when like he sees the uh he gets the newspaper and I love this little reveal, Brandon, where uh the camera pans to the side, soft focus in the background, then uh it it takes Will and puts him out of focus and puts them in focus. That's kind of a uh, rap focus. And then it does a rap focus right here. Pulls out and pulls them in focus. And then got cut and just show what he's what they're looking at. And it's just a great reveal. Great reveal. That actually that shot right there when it's he didn't reveal what it is reminds me so much of Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. The way they zoom in on him, and yeah, but yeah, I mean, this movie is, you know, as we've said, it, it's very crisp writing, very smart characters, uh, a good story about an invasion, uh, but and these people that normally wouldn't come together have to come together to fight them off, and you know, it's it's a journey all the way through. I mean, it really is a journey. And Dave is the first one to say. David, why did I send my mom to Atlanta? David. <laughs> I love that guy. I love how he little he's his little jog. Yeah, his little jog. David. <laughs> David. <laughs> but David. Count down to what, David? <laughs> he just runs after him. He's like, oh man. I mean, you could tell they might have had fun shooting this on. I I would have, but you know, um, but David tells his friend, yo, get your mom, y'all get out of town. You know, uh, and you know it's, but at this point it's too late, man. What's gonna happen after countdown? Checkmate. Checkmate, David. What do you mean? <gasps> oh! Yeah. Oh my God! And then that's what I gotta call my. I gotta call my brother. I better call the housekeeper. I better call my lawyer. I forget my lawyer. You know, but uh, yeah, that's my guy. I like that guy in this movie. Um, but yeah. Uh, David calls his wife to try to warn warn her. She hangs up on him. They're, they've been divorced for three years. Three years. They so still still wears a wedding man. Um, Palmer is. I keep calling him Palmer. The the president. Uh, he keeps telling. Uh, I, have much, I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Do you, you call him Palmer because you've seen Twenty Four? Yeah, and I'm thinking about okay. President Palmer. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I was thinking. I was wondering. Yeah, that's where I got that from. But uh, but yeah, no, I like that. Um, I thought that she was a bit of a prick, you know, to hang up on him. Not you know, like like you know, you're being paranoid. Be quiet, David. Right, bye. You know, but he's unrealistically drives all the way to D.C. from New York. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it, a movie. It is a movie. So it would take it would take literally. I looked it up. I think it'd take like six or seven hours to drive. But to be fair, nobody was driving to DC. Everybody's driving out of DC. So they had a clear shot, really. Yeah. And they even bring that up. 
Everybody's getting out, and we're the only ones going in. <laughs> yeah. There's his father making that reference. But uh, And Judd's so good in this movie. I mean, yeah. like I have to say, everybody really is good in this movie. It's just, they all were. They, I never noticed I felt, the dolphin right there. So, yeah, she does like dolphins. She got yeah. things with dolphins. And they all, like, though, you know, brought their A game. Everybody, from supporting characters to lead characters, really brought it. I believe they all knew they were making something really special. Mm-hmm. And it still holds up today. I mean... Another little subplot is Vivica A. Fox's character uh, is a uh, stripper. And so Will... And I love uh, uh, Harry Connick Jr. in this film, as well as his best friend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and that was another character that hurt me when he died. I like it. But, uh, but uh, so Will's wanted to become a NASA... Uh, Pilot. Yeah, uh, I guess is what they are. He wants to fly for NASA, and uh, but they feel like, well, you're not going to be able to do that as long as you are married or stick with the stripper. But yeah. he he doesn't want want to get rid of her because he has feeling for her, but he's also conflicted because he wants his career to go. But you know, like, and that's what I like about this movie too, Brandon, is that these characters all have uh, they honestly do have some type of character art. Yeah, it is. It's not like just like one-dimensional characters. Like Will's character art is the fact that he didn't want to he was on the fence of whether or not to marry her but then towards the end, after everything goes down, he couldn't think of nothing else but finding her. You know? Yeah. And her, she doesn't really want to be what she wants to be so she she becomes a hero in the times and start finding and rounding up people yeah. to help one of them being the presence of the first lady. Um, and, uh, and then like with, uh, Dennis Quaid's character, uh, Randy Quaid, Randy, not Dennis, Randy, Randy, am I right? Randy. Yeah, it's Randy, it's not yeah, Dennis. Yeah, Randy, Randy's character, uh, like. Dennis did, uh, his other, uh, film, The Day After Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the same, same thing. It wasn't as well received as this. Uh, I don't think anything he's done has been well received as this. I uh, think most people would say this is his best film by. You talking about Dennis's? No, uh, Randy's. Uh, Rollins. Oh, okay. Oh, the Rollins do the day after tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, so I have seen that one. Okay, all right. But 2012 it, as well. He did that one. He, what's up with he's him? He's got disaster a disaster film. He's, that's, that's, his, that's his thing. But 2012, like, only Cusack is the most redeemable character person in that film. All right, Woody is great, but yeah, but he short lived in it. Like like you don't see much of him. I, I actually like twenty twelve. Uh, I mean I wouldn't I say like John Cusack. I mean that's yeah. why I like it. I like John Cusack. I like Cusack. I like the family aspect. I like Woody, the crazy person that knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they kind of did in the last Godzilla movie. Uh Kong vs Godzilla. They made it it reminded me of Woody's character in twenty twelve. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, like Roland's got a thing. You can't drive this. Yeah, can't go. <laughs> like, like, and then like, yeah, and you, you notice something. I notice this too. Later on in this movie, uh, Jeff says it's iconic. Must go faster. Yeah, it's from Jurassic Park. Right from right out of Jurassic Park, and I just started laughing when he when he said it. I was like, man. All right, kudos to Roland. Self awareness too. Yeah, and and good and good and big up on. Uh, Jeff Goldblum by not taking himself. He don't seem like the type of the guy that take himself. Real no, serious. he. Like I love 
seeing him in anything. Thor Ragnarok, like he was, he drew, he drew my focus every time he's on screen. I, mean, I, Jeff, wanted, uh, I wanted more of him, you know. And his Disney Plus show he's on, mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I, I love watching Jeff Goldblum, and like he is my favorite character in the Jurassic Park universe. I agree. And Malcolm, I, agree. I mean, it's absolutely. Just, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love Chris Pratt. Not Chris. It is Chris yeah, Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah. I love him. No, I love no, Sam no, Neill. No. You know, I, I love Lord Dern. You know, but Ian Malcolm, man, it's yeah. it's where it's at, and yeah. I look forward to his return back. Really, look, I love when this guy, like friends of Russell, but they're not friends. It's they're not friends of Russell. They, no, they're not friends. Either. You know, he says, and they did, I even abused him. Sexually, yeah, I just look at him. Yep, <laughs> he's like, oh, douchebag. But um, yeah, uh, he, but yeah, man, this this movie. What, what else can you say about it, man? About um, I might fast forward a little bit just to kind of get get to some more stuff on it. Um, but yeah, this movie, man, is just excellent. Like, with what was your thoughts? Um. Uh, with the with them trying to reach out to him and then seeing the explosion like you know like they blew up the plane yeah they blew up the plane they blew up a lot of stuff they blew up, that's the first thing they blew up with the actually i guess that jet they blew up i guess uh they didn't blow it up intentionally but it just happened to blow up with its being that close to it you know i think i just you know because again rolling did this in 2012 as well with the president staying, mm-hmm. Danny Glover's character stayed and uh, ended up dying. But I don't know. He he kind of repeats himself in other movies. <laughs> I'm yeah. now noticing you that. You think he's uh, Roland Emmerich is trying to chase the chase Independence Day, like what he did with that, and try to, and that's why he yeah, went and made another Independence Day because he's like, well, why not just redo, make another one? You know, because that's the way. That was what. Well, I think part of the reason he brought a sequel to us, I think it was in demand for a while. Yeah, but, but it wasn't it, in demand twenty years later. It was well, and it's first not five in the, years it was in demand. It's not in demand with without Will, you know. Nah, it's not like I think that they also hurt themselves by killing his character off. Like, but you know. I, I tell you though, even if he's in it, he doesn't save it. No, because the story was basically just a repeat. Yeah. They recycled what they did in the first one, just with more a more technology around it. And they they made it fifties alien sci-fi and it it's not what this really was. Is you know, I didn't feel like I was watching the nineteen fifties alien movie, you know? Yeah. So they wanted they wanted uh like uh the president in this movie wanted his wife to hurry up and get out of town. Uh, but she waited way too long. Like no one took it as serious as you know. And it, 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 it kind of imitates life. Yeah. Actually. After nine eleven, no one really like like even when it was going on, people didn't like ah, eh. you know, like people would think, oh, the World Trade Center was bombed once before. Nobody, you know, it's an imperial, you know, it's not going to be destroyed. When it happened, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, that it's like I remember seeing. Seeing the uh, second, the second, you know, on TV, and it yeah. just was like, oh my, you know, it's crazy. It just you can't process it. It's this scene right here where the uh, feels like we're watching it from a movie. Yeah, and it's a trail, like, and you just and these people don't know what they're 
like people getting out and looking like like i mean where are you gonna go honestly at you this point i would run but you know but you know they don't think about it they're like it's opening up what's going on you know because imagine a craft and a spaceship uh hovering not moving at all for like hours and then oh finally it opens up yeah part of you will stay and see what's going on right yeah i mean you're gonna want to see i mean curiosity i mean yeah it kills the cat it kills a lot of people <laughs> but, <Everybody. laughs> but uh, you're gonna want to watch and see but yeah I, I agree with you we got a comment uh from gone lucid whoop whoop yeah uh but yeah uh no you you want to see so checkmate and uh so they find out what the riddle is what the aliens really want and they want they want to destroy this the humans yeah. take over their their world i mean obviously i mean <clears throat> oh that they're all gone yeah they're, they're gone. there's no way no one survived that and then like they showed this one guy like is in a building somewhere working and then like the just a backdraft of the explosion just comes through and we sweeps and like this guy right here he didn't know what to like he didn't know that was going to happen to him you know and that's just like when 9 11 i hate to keep harping on it but when it happened when the when the towers start falling it not only did it affect the two towers but affected buildings around it as well and a block and blocks and blocks and a lot of people a lot of people that breathe in all that end up dying of cancer related illnesses because you know uh and had long-term effects of that day you know so yeah. it's, it's it's a day truly that you would never forget and um yeah i mean you then, when he everyone remembers where they were yeah uh, this guy right here uh i hate that he died <laughs> as a, a davis friend i hate that he died in this movie but oh you remember what's that movie austin powers uh when they show the scene in austin powers to uh like say if you don't give me money i'm gonna do this and they show the scene and and they're, and they're like oh my god they just blew up the white house they're like no it's from a movie but still you get my point confession i haven't seen austin powers <laughs> you heard it here first guys this man has never I'm seen the, austin i'm powers. not the biggest michael. mike myers fan i like the other michael <laughs> Not the biggest Mike Myers fan. I do love Wayne's World though. So all these buildings, like I imagine what they did is they took um, uh, miniatures and blew them up. Yeah. Uh, but it's just so impressive, man. And this is like, what? How many years old now? Like twenty. Twenty-five. Yeah. Twenty-five year anniversary this year. And it's crazy how uh, it's crazy how it still looks so good. You know what yeah. I mean? It looks so good like it, it's not cgi it's like it's like a lot of you know in-camera effects and miniatures or whatever i'm pretty sure there's some blue screens green screen back then it's more blue screens um but you can still like when will is looking up at the spacecraft mm -hmm. i believe that's blue screen because it doesn't look as natural but you know i love when she's like oh well we gotta get out of this car she sees what's going on uh, this them being in the tunnel reminded me of uh that movie Day Daybreak. Day, oh, Daybreak. Yeah, I was gonna say Daylight. Daylight, the one was uh, Sports, uh Stallone? Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, Daylight. Yeah, and my girl Daniel Harris. She's in that movie. She is in that movie. Yeah. But uh, what? Ego Mortensen's also in that movie. Yeah. What did you think about this scene? 
uh, with her running with this kid and uh, uh, knocking down that door to get in there? Uh, I love the scene overall, but some of it unrealistic. It, it is unrealistic. Most of Especially it, especially she the gets dog. in. Yeah, the dog. Yeah, I felt like this explosion would have killed her too. Even it would have went inside know. the door. You know, it just doesn't. It's like everything it just <laughs> she escapes. Yeah, and the explosion doesn't go through the door. I believe it would. Yeah, the heat so. from everything would kill. This dog would have been dead. That dog, yeah. that dog would have been gone right there, or singed or something. You but, know, yeah, it, it's a blockbuster, so you know you, you do forgive some things. Yeah. So we're on July third now in the movie. I'm gonna probably fast forward a little bit longer. Like you see some of the aftermath of uh you know the statue down. I love that shot though. Yeah. Um, it tells you how, I mean, it's a huge spacecraft. I mean, um, I'm going to try to go ahead and skip to. And my would, they do bring up uh, Area 51. So you think this has been in the plan for at least 40 years? Like like they were willing to get paid back from, for Area 51. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what they did eventually on the 3rd of July, they decided to have. Uh, launch a, and a, a offensive, I guess offensive, at them like have them go and try to shoot at them, shoot uh, missiles or whatever torpedoes. Kind of find out they're all shielded. They all have some type of shield. Uh, so Will and uh, his Harry kind of use our technology against us. Yeah, uh, I think his name's Jimmy or Jane. Jimmy, I think. Yeah, Jimmy. Uh, so uh, he said, "Come on, Big Daddy." <laughs> but uh, but yeah. They uh, essentially last two fighter black pilots to, to survive, and uh, and they're racing away from the aliens. But he ends up he ends up dying, and I ended up dropping it yeah. somewhere. Oh Lord, Brandon! <laughs> Go ahead. Right, so anyway, I'll just keep drinking. <laughs> but uh, he so so they end up uh, really uh, getting the. Uh, they end up. Will ends up surviving, and I love his encounter with the uh, with the alien. I'm gonna go ahead and get to it so we kind of reference it. So the alien. Welcome to Earth. Yeah, he says that's what I call a close encounter. You know, like he, I love how when he crashed and he's like, his natural. I wonder how much of it was ad lib with Will just let, like uh, Emmerich saying, just do what you do. Because when he lands and gets up, he's like, yeah, that's what you get. And he says, get off me. Get off me. Then he tried to get that. Get his uh, bungee. I would dare say all his comedic moments with that lip. You know. I would say that. I mean, I mean you, you don't let Will Smith, even though he was younger younger then, and you know, he wasn't the superstar he became. That he is now, yeah. Yeah. Still, you, you saw it. You, the potential was... Through the roof. I mean, you let this guy just let him go. Look, look. Yeah, that's ad lib. Yeah, no doubt. Come on, man. That's what I'm talking about. Come on, Brandon. I can't. I can't even take Will Smith. Can you do it, buddy? Don't do it. I can't. No, you can't. I noticed. But uh, but yeah. uh, I mean, I could try. No, don't do it. I'm saying no. He says he got me dragging you in this hot desert with these dreadlocks, sticking out the back of this chute, like you punched him. He said, "Welcome to Earth." Go ahead. You know, that's it. what I call a close encounter. Oh, no. Come on. Give it to me. That's what he says. Give it to me, though. He ain't giving it to me. Now, that's what I call a close encounter. 
know. I can't do Will either. It's Will Nobody can do Will. But, you know, I just had this thought, just looking at this. I would love to see Will and, and, and The Rock at a movie together. I think that'd be really good to see them working off one another. Too big of an ego. You think so? Both of them? No. Somebody I mean, got... Rock can't even work with Vin Diesel. You think he's going to work with Will Smith? Yeah. Will <laughs> seems like a humble dude, though. Like, he'll let you. Vin Diesel comes up like one, too, but, you know, it's, it's Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't have no respect for that. For Vin? Yeah, but anyway. I don't know. I mean, I understand Vin Diesel's issues with The Rock. I mean, Fast and Furious is his franchise. Well, it was his and Paul's. But he kind of took it from Paul, so, I mean, you know, it became his. So I understand his issues. Yeah. Dwayne, I mean, Dwayne just came in and kind of stole a lot of thunder. I love how, uh, so when they get to the base, and uh, he's a... Uh, he shows him like they like you don't have clearance. Uh, oh, I love now this is this guy right here. He's in this movie. Uh, what's his name? I always just refer to him as Data because that's who he is from uh, yeah. from uh, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, let me see. But what do you think about this when he, they introduced him to Area Fifty One? So they kept the tell them that how they kept it away from the president. What do you mean? They I mean, I know he doesn't know. He didn't know like, the thing. Him a lot his, of them didn't know. Yeah. But, the douchebag knew. The douchebag knew. But, yeah, they kept it away from him. I mean, it's, I figured that would be something the president would know. You know, I've he would know the secrets. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. I mean, what you don't know can't hurt you. You know, it's in your best interest not to know. So, I mean, you know. Adam Baldwin, I forgot he's in this movie, too, this guy. Oh, yeah. One of the bald ones. Is he really one of the bones? I believe so. I believe he's like the youngest brother. I don't. I think he just. In Maybe not. But just when you hear a bald one, you just assume they're related. You think they are related? Um, but I mean, the others you can really tell. Yeah. They look like each other. He don't look like the bald one, so. He kind of looks like um, not William, not Alec, but the other one. Brent. Not Stephen, but the other one. Brent Spinner. Uh, but yeah, I know him as uh, Data. Uh, in uh, Star Trek Next now, Generation. I got a question for you. Yes. Yeah. They're in Area 51 right now. Yeah. The scientist guy. Data. Data. Okay. Didn't you, when you watch this movie, don't you feel he dies? Yeah, he's dead. How yeah. I he in the sequel? Because they, I don't remember, I, that, I don't remember how they explained that. They just put him in, a, they say he's in a coma. They literally check his pulse in this, in this movie when he. Yeah, he's clearly dead. And yeah. And they're like, no, no, he's just in the coma. No. And his legs would be atrophied. He wouldn't be able to get up and walk. None of that. So I guess they were like, well, we can't get Will. We'll bring him back. <laughs> but I, I don't, like, I remember a lot about the sequel, but I don't I don't remember his explain, explanation why he was still alive when he was clearly dead. So, but, you know. So they, and they, they start. Uh, I do like the scene where they, they're dissecting the alien. Yeah. And, uh, it oh. reminds me of Alien, actually. Yeah. So uh, I wonder who did the, and I don't, I'm sorry for not knowing this. But do you know who did the, the, uh, the props on this? I do not. Because uh, it looks really oozy and real. It looks like a real carcass, you know. Um, but it's. it's, it's I would have said really, like someone like Stan, Stan Winston, Winston, but. Um, let's see. Because it does kind of look like his It looks like, work. Look like something Stan Winston would do. I want to say it might be Stan Winston. Um, let's see. Uh, but keep it going, man. What, what's your thoughts on 
This uh, the alien it. coming to life, not not really being dead, actually. I loved it. I, it was very, to me, it was it felt very alien-like, mm-hmm. and how they can control your mind. And I, I love that, you know, because that's been done a lot in alien films where they can actually control your mind, especially in the fifties. So again, it does have a little bit of that fifties era, mm-hmm. but not as much as the sequel did. <laughs> They didn't go too overboard with it in this one, but I I, I love the scene. It's it surprised me because this scene really kind of felt like a horror movie, right here. And life kind of does this too. You know, we were talking about that earlier before we started shooting. The end scene, life, life kind of did that with it with their little alien, you know. But I I, I thought it was a great scene. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I. I I agree. Um, I'm looking. Uh, let's see. Well, then Maybe we find out makeup because department because he takes over the president's mind. We find out he finds out what they actually want, which is to take them out. Yeah, uh, he wants to yeah exterminate. But I mean, we the audience knew this already. So yeah, we already knew. Like nobody's just gonna come and just blow up a building. Um, but um. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I try to see who did it. I, I don't know enough about makeup and special effects to know what to look for, but it's really good special effects. The creature in this movie seems seems very uh seems very like original, like you know, like what you think about the alien to uh. The alien, in the queen, uh, an alien or whatever. The way that, I love the slenderness of the alien's head, and the way it looks like kind of almost like a metallic look, yeah. and everything feels all metallic and just lethal. Uh, and then you think about this alien, this alien, the or you think about the predator, right? The predator mm-hmm. has um, those dread-like looking things, but then it has this, the the you know the mouth opens like this, and and you know the face, but the mask and everything. And it's hulking big dude, Harry and Henderson dude. But then you think about this alien, it has an exoskeleton, but you don't really truly see the scale of it. You, you know, uh, it's just like a, the exoskeleton is essentially a suit for the house, the little alien inside. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, But the alien is uh, telepathic, and that's how it's controlling. Yeah. So what, what, what do you think about, like, as far as, like, seeing this alien and comparing it to other aliens? Um, I mean, nothing's gonna beat Alien, but for I mean, other Alien pictures, I mean, I can't say it beats Predator either, but I think as far as anything else, yeah, he's dead, Brandon. He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, I don't know. I mean, ET was great too. As a matter of so. fact, he shakes his head. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Um, so I, again, I don't know what Roland was thinking, <laughs> bringing him back, but. Like I say, it's like it's in another universe. Is what is what I'm going with. It's yeah. an alternate universe, so it don't really count. I agree. I agree. Uh, but as far as the aliens in its look, puts, I don't know if it, in them. I don't know if it would be my top five or not. But I do. I like the design. I really do like the design. But there's so many other alien properties out there. Yeah. Whether it's one movie or multiple movies. E. Yeah, I mean. Which, E.T., that's the most 
innocent looking alien. Yeah, I would say that there is. I wouldn't consider Gremlins an alien because I, I, I imagine their origin is somewhere within the Earth. Well, um, I, I mean, critters are, are aliens. They're aliens. They're, they're crates. I like their. I, I love that design. But yeah, yeah. The they're, Kyoto Brothers killing it. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean. Like I haven't seen a whole lot of alien movies. Yeah, I, I understand. But but this alien, the alien here is. I thought it looked well. I thought it yeah, looked it really looks good. great. I mean, uh, but I I'm gonna skip forward. But and we're gonna probably, you know, close it up pretty soon. Uh, what was your thoughts on uh, the presidential speech? And this uh, I'm gonna get to where we can reference it. So all right, David finds out that. You know, you gotta give it a code essentially. So he gives it a virus so that they can uh, get through their shields. Um, you know, and he has them shoot at the cocaine. Like yeah. I said, it's smart product placement, the cocaine. Uh, but nobody's drinking the coke. It's like, oh, this is so good. It's just coke is all over all through this movie. But um, but yeah, so they're trying to line up soldiers and stuff to uh, people who has flying experience. Here it is, right here. Yeah, the speech, the speech, man. The speech. This yeah. is the speech. This is Fourth of July will no longer be known as America's holiday. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm just gonna go with the speech. Yeah, I'm not gonna we quote him. Finally, but... going to the night. We will not finish without a fight. Are we talking about? We're going we to live in. Here? <laughs> we are going to survive. Today we celebrate. we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> All right, Hogan. Was that Hogan? All Hogan. right. Hey, but, Joe. I brought in some Hogan. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, yeah, no. That speech and that dude was like, yes, you know. I like, had felt like if that would have been a real speech, I would have been given a standing ovation. Yeah, like literally, uh, after watching it the other day, I was. Thinking, it is Bill Pullman's best, best word. Best Best work, best role, I think. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, he he's good in uh, you know, spaceballs, but uh, he's good in spaceballs. He's good in like Flaccid. Yeah. Good. Oh yeah, I forgot like Flaccid. Yeah. Uh, sleeping. Uh, while you were sleeping. While you were sleeping, he's great now. Yeah. Uh, with Sandra, I love. He's Sandra. even good in uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. I mean. Oh yeah, he is in that movie. I totally forget. Bill Pullman's awesome. Bill Pullman. He's we still, need more Bill. We need more Bill. We ain't got no, <laughs> we ain't got packs anymore. We need more Pullman. But uh. Uh, but yeah, that's no, I love the speech. The speech, man, it uh, it actually hyped me up to a point where I think if I was standing, there, I'd be like, yeah, give me something. I I shoot at him. I'm like promising that. fireworks now. Promising Dylan fireworks. He could give them fireworks. Yeah. You know, uh, just in case. I love that sweet moment between him, uh, David and his dad. He said, Here, "Take this just in case." And then what did what was that? I believe he was giving him the bobble. Oh, and then uh, and then he gives him uh, his. Because uh, he he's lost his faith since his mother passed. And, yeah, and he gives him one and uh, yarmulke, so just in case, you know. But uh, and then like the dude, like the douchebag, was like, "I'm not, I'm not Jewish." I'm not Jewish. No one's perfect. No one's perfect. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, Judd, I love him. I oh mean, man, his his delivery. You can tell he's a veteran actor, man. Yeah, he is. Um, he... but yeah, I love this where they go. <laughs> I love. The scene between Will and uh, David when uh, when uh, he's like he's like uh, Stephen uh, he he says to him he's like uh, 
were you not going to tell me? <laughs> were you not going to tell me that it's going to take over? He said, I was counting on it. He says, he said, man, we got to work on our communication. But because yeah, uh, he says, oops. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, no, no, the oops came. Uh, no, earlier. I mean, they both say it. Yeah, yeah. But the first oops came when he uh, drew back. He, yeah. He said, he just flipped around to my head. The uh, uh, sticky note. He, they, they hide. Oh, man. This movie's so great. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, when uh, Randy Quaid flies up the butt of the alien spaceship? It's pretty much. Oh, boys, I'm back. I loved it. I'm glad he uh, he gets to save the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and he was essentially the. Uh, uh, um, he was the oddball of the whole movie. Deus, Deus Ex Machina. He's the. He's no. He's the. Uh, one that came right when it looks like all hope was lost. He comes, he comes, is like, Sorry, boys, I was late. I got held back there. You know, he's like, I'm armed and I'm ready. And it wouldn't fire. It's it just, it's pretty much, yeah, he's like, All right, you alien asshole. I love how he whispers when he's saying it, though, right? Not yours. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm saying it, but I'm not going to say it too loud. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> You're like a little kid when your parents are watching you. Yeah. But uh, this scene, man, um, he said, you know, he goes, he sacrificed himself, and it it reminds me almost of that scene with uh, Bruce Willis in Armageddon when he like pretty much sacrificed himself. Oh, that and, was and, so uh, much and, more and, emotional. And, yeah, it was, and his daughter is sitting there looking on the screen. I tear. I I didn't tear. I just, I exploded I with tears. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I cried at him. I, but, uh, I cry every time I watch it. I mean, when it's, they, they don't want to close my eyes. That song's playing. Then they show them the pictures of the people at the altar. That died. my goodness. You know, every time. It's every time. Armageddon is the reason I'm a Ben Affleck fan. Yeah, it's first it, very it, first it, movie I've seen of him, and I was like, I love him as AJ, and I just was like, hey, I'm a fan for life because of Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> of all movies, this say like, that made me a Ben fan, but yeah, it, it. I, you know, to be honest, Harry Stamper is my ideal Bruce Willis character. Yeah. Instead yeah. of John McClane, I love oh, Harry. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I just love Harry. Uh, what about what about him in? I love uh, Will Patton in the movie too. What about him in? Uh, um, what about him in Fifth Element? I don't like it. You don't like it? I don't. Oh, well. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm, I'm just a, not a Amelia Jovovich fan. I'm a Bruce fan. I, I do love Bruce, but. I, just, I, like, I like that movie because of Bruce. I, not so much Amelia. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch it. But well, well, I would choose it one day. Oh, um, we will, will you? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, so the end of the movie, essentially, they take out the uh, aliens. And I love how they use Morse code because aliens thought of everything to block satellite communication, but they didn't block Morse code. Morse code still works. Oh, trusted Morse code. There is click, ding, 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 ding. But uh, but yeah, they uh, they tell them how to. Here's what they say: take it, tell them how to take these sons of bitches down. <laughs> That's I'm quoting uh, uh, Lagia. Uh, but yeah, this movie is just. If nobody's ever seen Independence Day, everybody has pretty much seen it. Yeah, it's if if you want to bring introduce kids to this film, uh, this is like this is this is the best movie to start a a blockbuster marathon on. If you're gonna do a blockbuster summer marathon movie thing, this is where you start. 
this where you start? Yeah. This is, the, this is where? We, yeah. Well, that's where we started. That's where we started. <laughs> you, you chose this. I chose it because I'm very limited. <laughs> but, <laughs> it, it is the truth. <laughs> but, you know, I, I did choose it. But I, I agree with you, though. It is one of the probably better summer blockbusters that's been made in the last 25 years. <laughs> so, so you're obsessed with the fat lady. Stop talking about the fat lady. He's always talking about that fat lady when he's going in on, in a mission. No, he's – we don't smoke them too fast. We don't smoke them, you know. Said, Harry Connick said, Jr. was wanting to smoke it. He said, he said uh, we ain't heard the fat lady. He says, what's up with you with the fat lady? He's talking about the fat lady. You're obsessed. Drive us out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear no fat lady. What's up with you and the fat lady? Stop talking about the fat lady. You're upset with the fat lady. Drive out of here. Um, but yeah. Ooh, I gotta get me one of these. That was not, I know, but still, you gotta get it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Here's you come to your drive faster. Uh, he said, "Turn here, turn." Let me drive. Stop, stop. Side street seat driving. Um. Uh, left, left, left. Yeah, we're we're here. Yeah, we're okay. We're back. <laughs> Just, I love this, man. Like, Jeff and Will together. Uh, man. Um, all right, let's go ahead and give our marks, man. This movie. You ready to give your marks? Yes. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, he promised him fireworks. <laughs> and he, he gets some fireworks. He gets some fireworks. Yeah, it, which is the aliens exploding. This is very Star, Star Wars, like, like going, like, making it. And he makes it, like. So what you're saying is you think Roland should do a Star Wars movie? No. No, let Abraham do it. He already has. Let, let him continue to do it. I, I trust yeah, him. I trust him with the franchise. But uh, Thank you very much. I love that. But uh, yeah, man, it's no. I give this movie five markets out of five. There's no way I give it anything less. This is literally like the best alien invasion type of movie that I can think of like and I love Barnes Attacks you know which is more hammy more more throwback to the 50s yeah Mars Attack which is which was a great film I enjoyed it uh I I enjoy it now more than I did initially uh but I haven't seen it since its release so I I did enjoy it though you did enjoy it yeah but yeah this is a lot of fun yeah this movie though man I would recommend anybody so uh, if you have HBO Max, it's on HBO Max. Uh, but yeah, this is a it's just an excellent movie. I love how they show all the, the different cult- cultures, continents celebrating the fall of the aliens. You know, like the world is truly unified yeah. at this moment. You know, that's and, what Roland does. He unifies the world in his big blockbusters, except for a resurgence. Well. I think he unified the world there. Against him. <laughs> you said it. Go ahead and say it. Yeah, he did. He unified the world to hate that movie. Well, it, it didn't take a lot of effort to hate that movie. Yeah. But I don't hate the movie. I just... You don't like the movie. I, I didn't hate it when I first watched it. I'll put it that way. I was like, okay, it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. I understood where he was going with it. It just wasn't like the original. It just, it didn't feel like in the same universe. Yeah. But he was really going for that 50s alien vibe. And I love this scene right but, here. You know, I love when they go out and they drive and and uh, they see, they even brought the dog along. 
course they brought the dog. But um, I love how they uh, see them and they walk in. Oh, got their cigars. Swagger. They done killed aliens. I love it. I love it. It's moving. This movie, man, I'm 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 marking out, man. I'm marking out right now, just looking at it. Just this movie is such a great movie. Uh, Brandon, your score? I imagine five. It's a five, Aaron. Five out of five on the markout meter. So it's a perfect ten. Perfect for both ten. Of us. Yeah. This movie, man, it's just any lasting words about this film or its legacy or what it is. You know, I think it will always stand on its own for this film in particular. I I think it, you know, it, uh, Will Smith will always be grateful for Independence Day. I think uh, Goldblum will be grateful. I think that all the cast will be grateful, and it will be Roland's legacy as well. Uh, what he's remembered for. Yeah, and he's. I mean, he's made some. He made Universal Soldier, the first one. I like that. Yeah. And then he went more disaster films. <laughs> yeah, it became his uh, bread and butter. But, but people it became, like it became something. I don't, I don't know if it's bread and butter, but it's it became what he's known for. Uh, he did Midway. Uh, it, it's more like it's still like almost like a disaster. Yeah, thing. it's just a war based. It, it disaster just thing. it was it felt more like a, a sequel to Pearl Harbor, you know. I've never seen uh, Midway though. I actually liked it. I, I thought he kind of redeemed himself for resurgence because <laughs> it was the first movie he did. Since resurgence, I was like, okay, he, he did better. Uh, but he yeah. did Godzilla '98, which is another disaster type of film. And I think that's film. a fun movie, though. Still to this day, I, I mean, I know it's not Godzilla, but I still felt it, it was fun. It was a fun popcorn film. Yeah. But yeah. Day after tomorrow. Uh, well, just last little minutes we have left. I enjoyed day day after tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Dennis like, Wade was really good. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's good in too. Yeah, um, and uh, he did. Um, let's see. I'm looking. So Independence Day. He did Stargate. He wrote Stargate. I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely Day. hit and miss for me. Uh, uh, Day after tomorrow, Stargate SG One. He did the show Ten Thousand BC. I haven't seen that. It was it was not not that good. Um, Twenty Twelve. Um, let's see. He has a new movie in post-production called Moonfall. I assume it's about the moon falling on Earth. I don't know. <laughs> Probably sound like a disaster movie. Somebody got mm-hmm. a group of guys going to have to go and save the moon from falling. It has Ben Affleck in it. I'm watching it. It's going to have Ben Affleck. <laughs> it's, he's just going to gonna get the best of his best. Jeff Goldblum, Ben Affleck, uh, Coleman. Uh, he's probably going to try to find Randy. Somewhere he's, Randy's crazy. retired though. Randy crazy, but crazy, uh, like really crazy. Like Randy ain't he ain't sane. Randy Quaid lost his mind, man. The dude. The so dude. he became his character. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not making this up. Randy Quaid has lost his mind. If you look up Randy Quaid today, the man is off the grid. Like him and his wife both said, "All right, yeah, let's be crazy. <laughs> let's let's be crazy together." Randy Quaid has. Flip something, man. No, I, I have actually heard that he kind of went off the deep end, but you know, I didn't. I hadn't Look seen at. him in anything. Was that him there today? Yeah. <laughs> Randy Quaid lost his mind, man. He looks. He looks kind of like Hilly Jim. Look, 
It is Randy and Jay. Or uh, Gene Hackman in The Chamber. He does kind of look like he'll be Yeah, he's he really let his, his beard grow. Yeah, right, yeah. I yeah. guess you don't believe in... Well, he's not acting anymore that I know of, no. so... Yeah. So he's just kind of... Crazy. I don't know. I wonder he if he looks like a mountain man. I wonder if Dennis is like, hey, Randy, you want to I would say dial it back a little bit? You think that's strange? I, I would say so. Yeah. I would. Uh, well, Dennis has his own man. He has his son with Meg and, you know, the kid. He's doing stuff and the boys. So, you know. Um, Jack Wade. Yep. There I is. haven't seen him, but I hear good things about that yeah, kid. He looks just like Meg. He looks like his dad. He looks like he looks like a perfect combination of his dad and his mom. And uh, and not not because I love Meg Ryan. I love '80s Meg more than I, I mean I hadn't seen her in nothing though. But she doesn't do much. Yeah, but but Jack, I love to see that. I love hearing these next generation of actors stepping up and doing stuff like like uh, uh, Kurt Son. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love seeing. I love to hear about the, the out doing stuff. I, I'm all about that. Wyatt Russell. Yeah, Wyatt. I had to think of his first name. And then uh, you know, of course, um, Goldie has other kids and they all act uh you know kate hudson being uh, the yeah, one no, and then oliver, the other, oliver oliver uh hudson. hudson yeah i like him but he's never branched out as a star or anything sadly he did it one sitcom though where i think he was the lead but yeah well but but jack man jack he's perfect in in the boys but um but yeah that's all i gotta say about this movie uh, anything else you got i just think it's like the perfect blockbuster for summer. You know, I, you know, Roland did an amazing job with this movie. I, I really do enjoy it, and it made me smile and made me laugh, made me tear up in certain scenes, mm-hmm. especially with Bill Pullman and his wife when he's saying the Dodgers think you're going to be just fine, and she's like liar. He's yeah, like, and he, he started he starts to tear up, and, and you know, he had to explain to his daughter. Yeah. I want to mention that too. He explained to his daughter that. His, you know, but then his daughter was mature enough to say, "Was well, mommy sleeping now?" You know, she, he's like, "Yeah," and it's sad. And in the background, you can see Will and Vivica in the background. You know, I'm like, "Oh wow, I didn't even realize that they were in that scene back there." But you know, this time around, I got to look around and notice everything else. But man, excellent film. Next week, my pick uh, is Dark Knight. Uh, so we're gonna visit Heath. Um, yeah, of course, Christian Bale's in it, too. But Heath Ledger is what you're there for, right? I mean, don't deny it. I, I'm, there for, I'm there for the Joker. I'm there for the Joker, man. I mean, I'm always there for the Joker. Why? So serious. You want me to tell you how I got these scars? Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you next week. <laughs> Are you going to come in Joker makeup? <laughs> I have some. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, right. I won't. Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Thank you for marking out with us here on the Margot Movie. Podcast.